Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for a new day, for another opportunity to come to you, to draw and drink from you again, to receive from your spirit through revelation, knowledge and understanding and wisdom that you pour out of your word into our hearts so that when we meditate on it, when we understand it, learn how to apply it and use it in our place of prayer, then by that understanding, it is your power that flows into that prayer that makes those words come alive. They are active. And that one verse that we then have meditated on and we speak becomes that double-edged sword that can cut through all challenges, all kinds of storms. We thank you, Lord, that you reveal something new to us every single day. And that as we connect with you, Lord, as we stay with you in the secret place, you show us great and mighty things to come. And you pour your peace and joy into our hearts. This morning, Lord, as we pray, we share that same peace and joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We also share it with those that we are lifting up in our place of prayer and those that have no one to pray for them. And we ask for a quickening of all of these, Lord. For when they are quickened, they're able to see your light, they're able to know your truth. And it is by your spirit that they are set free. So as we make our prayer this morning, Lord, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator, the lifter of men. The ancient of days. The God who always honors his covenants and completes every good work he has started in us. One who is our refuge and our portion in the land of the living. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The one who taught us faith. He is the author and the finisher of it, as well as our destiny. He is the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The door to the Father, the only way. He is our manner given straight down from heaven. And is he who holds the key of David. That what he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. And he gives us those keys when he says, I give you the keys to the kingdom. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of the living God. The spirit of truth. The spirit of light and life. The spirit of Jesus. The breath of the father given to us. That we are made alive in the spirit by his presence. It is he who has made his tabernacle within our bodies and now gives life to that mortal body. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of every physical provision that we need and every spiritual gift. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels or destiny help us. We thank you that you bid us come into your tabernacle so that we can commune with you 
And the longer we stay with you, the more you open up, open us up to multiple levels of revelation. The more you reveal your truth to us, the more you make yourself known to us. We thank you, Father. The more you make us known to ourselves. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, as well as every member of every family that is part of this prayer meeting by the precious blood of Jesus. We also put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Lord, for each of these lives. Let that will be done and let your kingdom come into these lives. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. We command angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. And it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of power, the power of life on our tongue. And thank you for that gift of discernment to choose life in every situation where we must open our mouth to speak. Thank you, Jesus. Continuing on our series on the realm of Galatians 2.20, today I'd like us to reflect on the question of do you know your spiritual identity? Do you know what that spiritual identity is? Who you are when it comes to standing in the spirit realm? And what is your spiritual position? This position and identity are the main deciding factors in what world, what power you carry and what impact you are able to make in the spirit. So today first we address what is your spiritual position. When you look at this, Psalm 49 verse 20 already gives us a warning. It says, a man of honor, not any other man, not any ordinary man now. Even a man of honor who does not know, he will die like a beast in the field. What you are not aware of will always work against you. It will not help you. A man of honor who does not know will die like a beast in the field. Are we aware of the provisions that God has kept for us? Are we aware of our spiritual position or authority? That's where that question is raised. In John 3 verse 31 says, He that comes from above is above all. 
This is speaking about Jesus. And when you say above all, means he is above all limitations, above all altars, above all powers, above all principalities, above every spiritual force, level or rank in heavenly places. Above all, because he comes from above. And that is Jesus the Messiah. Now let's look at what his position is when we talk about above. Ephesians 1 verse 19 to 23 says, and the first two verses here I've taken from the Amplified, but the next two are from the King James, just to get a little more understanding into the context. So starting from verse 19, it says, and so that you will begin to know We've just looked at Psalm 49, 20, and it says, he that knows. Here it's talking about, so you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us. Whose power? That's the power of God. Is in us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, which he produced in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now, where in the heavenly places is what comes next from verse 21 and 22, 23, where it says, far above, so he's seated at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion. Are you seeing the ranks mentioned there, angelic ranks? Now far above every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. There was no ranks, no individual names either. That's how high Jesus was raised from the dead and placed. That's his position in the spirit. So he becomes the apex authority. That's another way of identifying that he is the king of kings. The Bible explicitly says it here. Remember, principalities and powers are ruled by princes. He is at the top. Verse 22 says, And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Everything under his control, under his feet, and now he has been given to be the head of the church, which is his body. So that's what Jesus' position is. What about us? We wrestle against these powers and principalities. And Jesus being raised has been seated far above them in heavenly places. So now next, let's look at what is our position then when we are saved. And we don't have to go much far from there. We go to Ephesians 2, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. It says, even when we were dead in sins, he has quickened us together with Christ. Again, this he is God now. He has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you are saved. 
What did he do next? Verse 6, he has raised us up together. So quickened us together, raised us up together, made us sit together. So when it says you are quickened us together with Christ, he has raised us up together with Christ, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Where is he sitting? At the apex position. So this verse is tell you, you are sitting at that same apex position. It's like sitting in the throne of the king with the king. So first we are quickened and that together with Christ, not after him. And you are seated with him. Raised up with him, seated with him. So you come into your position from above. That then tells you that you are above and never below. You are the head and not the tail. Because verse says so, that you sit with the head. You cannot be the tail if you sit with the head. That's your position. We should never forget this. High above all principalities and powers seated with him. So what do you do then? You must insist that this advantage, that the advantage of this position be reflected in your life. If your experience is not along with it, it's not aligned with it, that's where your prayer must insist. And that's the position that you pray from. When you understand the plane in which you are, that level is where you pray from. And that's advantage is the gift that comes from Christ. When you believe in him and you understand what's to, what it means to be in him and to stand in his covenants that he made with God for us. Your understanding of this mystery is the difference between victory and defeat in any spiritual battle. Classic example in the Bible was that of the seven sons of Sceva that went out to cast the devils. They saw Paul and the apostles doing it and they thought, we can do it as well. We just need to say in the name of Jesus. But when that revelation is lacking, the light in you is lacking and the demon answers exactly what they answered the seven sons. Jesus we know, Paul we know, who are you? And their outcome was terrible. They were beaten up. Their clothes were torn. And they had to escape out of that place naked. It is important for you to understand and know your position. And then you speak with that understanding. That's where the authority comes. <laughs> so now with this understanding of what is your position in heavenly places seated with Jesus in his throne. You can now speak to a spirit of poverty or a spirit of infirmity and curse it. And it is as good as the king himself cursing or passing judgment on it. Because you are seated in that throne with him and you speak to that spirit. So when they look at you, they see where you are and they see who you are with. I hope you are getting that. We must speak with that understanding. 
and it is important for us to stay with him. That is why that worship session that you would do in your prayer becomes very important. You can't just ascend to that throne. We must be with him. And remember he said, in my name. So when you are seated with the king and using his name, then that becomes equated to a decree issued by the king himself. In the name of the king you are commanding. Are you seeing what power your word can then carry? So when you say be uprooted and cast out in the name of Jesus, you are using your authority that he has given. Coming straight from the king, your positional authority. And that is the difference between victory and defeat, positive and negative outcomes. Now it also says you have been raised up there. Ephesians 2 verse 5 and 6 says you have been raised up with him. So you no longer are where you were, that is on earth, in a position of limitation, in a position of being powerless. You are raised with him. And to understand what it means to be raised with him and how you look at or pray from that position that you are in. I'd like to use a simple example of that relative position of reference. When you stand in front of a huge building, a tall building, it looks huge and you look tiny in front of it. So that someone standing at the top of it, when they look down to see you standing on the ground, you look like a tiny little ant before them. But when you sit in a plane and it soars into the sky, and as it gains height, the higher you go, that same building starts to look smaller and smaller until you reach a position where it looks like a tiny little toy. You use that in your place of prayer. What about the mountain that Jesus talks about now? When he says, if you have faith, you can say to this mountain. The spiritual enemy, the storm or the challenge in your life at that time, you remember where you are and how big does that mountain look when you are in that position, in that plane. You have been raised up with Christ, lifted up to that height. That when you look down, that's how tiny it will look. But if we let it threaten us, if we let it look bigger than what it should be, then out of that fear, your prayer will be devoid or cut off from faith. You have been raised up with Christ and made a son of God. You are positioned high above all principalities and powers and are seated with Jesus like in that plane. High above all those ranks. So you can speak with confidence, but only when you bear this in mind and you understand it. You can say like Zechariah 4 verse 7 says, Who are you, O mountain? Before Zerubbabel, be made plain, flattened. That confidence comes only when you understand it. 
but without understanding, you will still be standing on the ground before a tall, frightful enemy. You must remember what your position is. Raised up with Jesus, seated with him in his throne, high above all these ranks. Tomorrow we'll touch a little more on the identity. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as we are reflecting on that realm of Galatians 2.20, we want our prayer to be more effective and more powerful. We reflect, Lord, today we have reflected on what our position is and tomorrow we touch on what our identity is. Let our eyes be open to see where you have raised us up to be what identity you have given us, how we can use that in our prayer so that when we stand to declare and decree in our place of prayer, it is not because someone told us that we could do this, but it's because we have understood it, we meditate on it, <clears throat> we observe to do according to all that is written in this word. And we build a close relationship with you, Father. So that out of that proximity, out of the amount of light that is within us, that comes from your wisdom and understanding. Then when our heart speaks, that is when transformation takes place. That is when we see manifestation of outcomes. We ask for that edification. We ask for the grace to stay with you that long, Lord, and not give up. To hold on until we are filled with that power. We ask for this edification in the name of Jesus. Just like the apostles were told to wait in Jerusalem when Jesus said, I will send you my spirit. And when he comes, then you shall receive power. We contend for that same power, Lord, in our place of prayer. Because that is what you have promised us. You came that we might have that life of abundance. And you came to put us in a position of dominion. To restore it once again. We contend for that power, Lord. To be raised up. And to be seated with you. We ask for that edification, that opening of our eyes in the spirit. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. For all families that are embattled, that are facing division, separation of any kind. We put you in remembrance of your word, Lord, that says, those you have joined together, let no man and no spirit divide. We pray, Lord, also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance, poverty, all kinds of addictions, compulsive behaviors, mental disorders, anything that seeks to keep your people yoked under any kind of slavery, Lord. We come against it by the blood of Jesus. Let every such yoke be broken now. 
For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Lord, let your anointing touch these lives. Let the truth be revealed and the hearts be turned and filled with hunger for your word, for your presence. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our family and friends as well. Especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit. We believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Arasa frosting Ya 
While we are praying that I got a powerful confirmation of Brother Russell's teaching in the spirit on this series of the teachings on Galatians 2.20. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
the scripture I've been given today is from Ephesians 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a couple of scriptures shared in the chat. The first one is from Mark 16, verses 16 to 18, quoted from the New Living Translation, where it is written, Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety, and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. The second scripture is from 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God and what we will and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him or we shall see him as he is. The third scripture shared is from Ephesians 3 verse 20, quoted from the NIV, where it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power, that is at work within us. And the next one is from Deuteronomy 32, verses 11. Like an, e like an eagle that rouses her chicks and hovers over her young, so he spread his wings to take them up and carried them safely on his pinions. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful reflections, our daily divine mercy and rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teaching sessions, please share those. Either share links with them so that they can join live for links for Zoom and YouTube, or you can point them to the recordings that are available on YouTube, Spotify, or on our Facebook page. Also, a reminder about our Bible study session. This Friday is the third part in our series on altars and what you need to know about them. And we shall share links. We've shared links on, uh, on Facebook, on our YouTube page, as well as on our Telegram group. I'll share them again today. Please share those with family, with friends. Invite at least one person to come and join us this Friday that they might receive and partake of that benefit, the blessing, the presence of the Holy Spirit as well. 
and let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank, Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. everyone.